We're back with another episode of Ben Chen Talks Shit with a friend of mine and forever inspiration, Rachel Saunders. And we were just doing a little catch up before we actually started the episode. Rachel was actually one of the very first people that was pushing me to do the podcast. How long ago was it? A year ago? 2021? January 2021, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It was such a pivotal time for both of us. Yeah, it was definitely January 2021. Oh my God, two years ago. That's crazy. Oh my God, two years ago. Yeah. So wow. You were the original person. You and Cassie were like, you need to start a podcast. And I was like, no, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. on Instagram live only. Mm-hmm. So I want to just start off by saying Rachel has been a friend of mine, an inspiration of mine. And it's such an honor to have you on the podcast today. And we could talk for hours and hours and hours, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pass the mic over to you just to share with our listeners and your listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. Oh, thanks, Des. Well, I just want to say how amazing it is to see you in this position, the driver's seat of your own podcast after... Um, both of us have gone through so many transformations in the years that we've known each other. And it's funny, before we started this, you said, you'll just get me to introduce myself. And immediately I got anxiety because I was like, how the hell do I introduce myself? Because I've kind of released myself intentionally very recently from any kind of identifications and labels that I have had on myself for you know, nearly a decade and they've kind of just naturally expired. And I'm in this state right now. I love that. Yeah. They expired. I love that. That's such a great way to put it. It was such an energetic expiration. My brain just exploded. Okay. Well, what's really funny is the last week that I was kind of in my studio and making some final changes and like ending a, a huge chapter in my life everything in my studio started to break or explode or just expire. Like tools that I've had for a decade just randomly broke. My plants started like losing all their leaves. My kilns went down. It was so interesting. But anyways, to digress, for the past little while, I would have identified as a ceramicist, as a a business owner. And I'm still both of those things, absolutely. But I'm also very consciously making room for stuff that I don't even know that I am yet and things that I want to embark on that I'm by no means a master in and I'm very much a beginner. So I'm just in this very new, interesting, clean slate era and it's really exciting and a little bit scary and I'm in Greece right now. watching the ocean. You were in Greece last year. Did you go every year? So last year was the first time I had gone after years and years of pining for it. And I went for an artist residency and it just completely changed my life. And so when I left to go back home last year, it was really heartbreaking. It felt like I was like leaving this relationship because I was I had tasted a life that I wanted so badly and I was going back to a life that I had previously wanted so badly, but had kind of outgrown. And I had to go back home and make all of the necessary changes to kind of 
realign myself with my authenticity. And now exactly a year later, I'm back in Greece and I've made some pretty huge shifts. So it feels kind of wild. I just remember we were both like in Greece at the same time yeah. going through these in different, very different places, very different experiences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was a big change for me. I felt like we both two different areas of lives in a way. We were literally there at like the same time. And we both, I remember I had that feeling too, where I had touched I a part of me while I was in Greece that was just like, oh my God, I am not living yes. my life because I had so much fun on that trip. And I right. met so many incredible people and so many creatives and I was just like, I'm living in this wellness world bubble where I have so many rules around myself and so many, so much pressure I put on myself to look and be a certain way. And I was like, holy shit, that was the first time that I let myself mm. be totally free and have fun probably since mm -hmm. I was like 20. And I remember we both had the same where we're like, I don't want to go back to that old life or that old version. So what are you doing in Greece this time? What am I doing? You know, I'm just kind of living... I started a series of traveling in um, last month, I guess, when I just, I basically closed my production studio and I needed to really signify this change. So I wanted to do all the things that I felt like I couldn't do when I was like living this past version of myself. So I taught some workshops in New York, which is, we got to see each other, which was so nice. And then I went to Paris after that because I basically went on a trip with one of the most important people in my life, which is my Nana. And then she really... That was so fun to watch. <laughs> I loved... That was, was I was crazy. Just to preface, I just I've seen the transition in you as well just from what you're sharing on social media and I have to say just I love it it's so authentic and so fun and mm. such an amazing way to share oh. and I loved the Paris trip that was like one of my favorite things I was following <laughs> I try not to do too much social media but I just remember I was following you every day on that trip that's so sweet yeah I mean my social media has changed a lot since this all too because again I like I was living in such rigidity too around like okay I have to post like this I have to post this I have to be selling and I have to be on and if I share too much of my personal life then that's going to be unproductive professional and I was just so fucking done with that so it's been really freeing to just like go ham and which has been such an inspiration to me as well like <laughs> I think all of us yeah and it's a work in progress but you know I still get anxiety if I don't post enough or I'm post too much and it's just it's such bullshit that I don't know I think is a holdover from just like an outdated model um and so I'm kind of still navigating a lot of that and kind of, you know, as the uncomfortable feelings come up, I just work on witnessing them and working through them. And in my pro process here, like you and I are both such seekers and we're such students of life and we're always like up leveling and trying new things. And I think my past few years with self-development, I guess, has been so cerebral and so in my mind that I've gotten the clearest downloads that what I need to be focusing on right now is kind of catching my body up to all of the huge changes that have been made and doing a lot of somatic releasing and 
kind of just like talking to my body and recalibrating it because I can still really feel how much energy and density and past narratives it's still holding on to. So I don't know, there's something about Greece that's just so recalibrating. And I I mean, I am taking a breath when I say that because it's like my nervous system is able to relax for the first time. And so I'm actually I'm doing some pretty deep work here, I guess. Did you, did you look at your astral card? I forgot. What's, do you have any lines that run through Greece? Uh, I think my lines run through the middle of the Antarctica. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, there's, there's got to be something about Greece. I know. No Venus line, which I'm like, really? Feels like it. But there's something good going on here, for sure. I want to look after the episode. I remember... I know. Let's check it out. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, it was so interesting because I had... um, It was... I don't know, maybe it's Greece or maybe it's astrocartography or maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? (laughs) But I remember when I was there as well, it was... I just touched down and I felt better, you know? And that happened with me actually also in the Amalfi Coast, um, which was really interesting to see because I did a trip last year uh, to the Amalfi Coast. And like the moment that I touched down in Italy, I just felt unbelievable. Like I never felt that good. And we hadn't even like left mm. the airport. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, yeah, it's mm. just the sights, it's Italy. But your body felt it. Yeah. It was just such a weird experience for me. And then we went to Croatia after. And again, it's equally beautiful, you know, but as soon as we touched down oh. in Croatia, my body just locked up. And I was yeah. just like, oh, oh wow. no. And I looked at my astrocartography. I forget what lines run through it, but my Venus line runs through, I think, Greece and also through uh, Italy. It's actually funny. My oh, how Remember Mexico City when I went? And that, yeah. Oh, that was a bad one for you. What was through there? Well, Jupiter and Saturn. Oh, Saturn. It was such a Saturn trip. <laughs> so interestingly, pa- I talked to Patty, who's one of my astrologers, and she's like, she called me Bishi. She's like, Bishi, you know, your Jupiter and Saturn runs through there. So expect delays, frustrations, and limitations. But once you get there, that's the Saturn. Once you get there, you're going to feel great. And that was exactly what it was. Mm. It took me 18 and a half hours to get there and back, which would only take seven to 10. There was all these delays and stuff. But when you were there, you were like locking eyes with beautiful men and you were just just like and just having like the best time and I was uh, with my friends and it was just I remember it was just such a great trip when was that that was a year and a year ago I think but I think two, more than that it's so interesting how locations have these effects on us and I'm so sensitive to environments and mm-hmm. where I'm from I've lived kind of off and on, but I never fully moved away like my whole life. And there's something culturally about there that is... Where do you live for just people who don't know? Well, where I'm where I'm from is Vancouver Island, Canada, which is, you know, the Hawaii of Canada. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable nature. But what I think I've really been missing and like what my soul has really needed is like the warmth of kind of like a non colonial culture there's a lot of like kind of coldness and just so much space where it's like the opposite of New York City you know like everyone has their own space so you don't need to like bump into each other you don't need to like make eye contact or kind of like like New York is just so beautiful because everyone is constantly like interacting because you have to 
but where I'm from, like, we just, we don't have that. And it kind of makes me shut down a little bit and just not feel alive, not feel seen. And so I just feel like we should always go where we feel like we are appreciated and we feel like we are seen and alive. I mean, I've, I've just, it's so funny, like maybe it's a, a Europe thing, but you just feel so much more in touch with your sensuality here. Like you feel like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm a woman and I have so much to give and offer the world. And this is so fun to tap into it where it's like, sometimes in other places and cultures, like men will look at you because, you know, they don't want to look at you the wrong way or they don't want to do this, blah, 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 blah. So it's just like, I don't know. There's just something so like primal and human and just beautiful about being here. Ugh, I could talk about it for so long. When I was studying with Grandmaster and Chris, they talked about, uh, when I was studying with Grandmaster and Chris, they talked about this. I'm not going to get it right. But it was something about how like different geographic locations have, geographical locations have different energy points to it. So like New York, when you go to New York, there's a certain energy feel to it. The hustle, the grind, the, you know, the rush, the push. There's also a creative pulse. There's a, such an amazing mix of people in New York. And it's so just, everyone's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, everyone's like, New Yorkers are mean. And they're actually some of the nicest people on the planet. Oh my God. They're literally the nicest people on the earth. Yeah. And (laughs) then you go to- Or kindest, not nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. I've never differentiated between that, but yes. And then you look at some place like Brazil because it's hot down there. Everybody's mm. like spicy, you know, there's oh more God. fiery energy. Yeah. And then in, in Paris, there's a different vibration there. And then in Greece, there's a very different. Yeah. So they were talking about different geographical locations have different energy fields to them. And you can like literally put yourself in different geographical locations and get some energy from it. It's kind of like, exactly. don't go to New York to start a family like you go to New York to you know you go to New York because you have things you want to accomplish and dreams you want to get done and that's the energy you put yourself there you know the hustle that's exactly it that's exactly it it's medicine you know you go to different places to receive the medicine and Mm -hmm. I guess coming from such a northern culture and even my family you know they're Scandinavian and that's such a cold culture Mm -hmm. you know every culture has so many beautiful healing aspects but it's just about balance and kind of like finding your deficiencies I think Mm -hmm. and so yeah my soul was just all it wanted was to get back to Greece and just like engage with the raw beauty and just like the simple pleasures of life like like cut away all the bullshit there was a great podcast I listened to with Stephen Pressfield and Marie Forleo where um, I don't remember which one of us, but he's talked about put your ass where your heart is. And I just oh. loved that concept because he explained that like, if you want to be a writer, of course you can do it in your home. Do you know what I mean? Like you can do it in your home. You can do it like, you know, because everybody pretty much has computers now or a piece of paper and a pen. But like, if you want to really be a writer, put your ass where your heart is, like go to writing classes, be around writers, you know, or, you know, go to like Paris where all the great writers wrote, you know? Yeah. You know, so I just like loved this concept because it's just kind of like what you're doing. It's like, you don't even know what really, I think so many people are, are, 
myself uh-huh. included. And this is something I've worked on is like, you get this impulse from somewhere to go somewhere or to do something or write something. That's why I love Rick Rubin's new book, The Creative Act, because I feel like he explains a lot of this so perfectly, but you get this impulse to like go to Greece or something. And usually we're kind of like, no, I have to have a reason. I need to know why, or there needs to be a specific outcome. And what I love about you is you really, whether you see it too or not, but I always found you as someone who really follows those impulses to travel, especially. And I feel like whenever you do travel, from what I know of you, you get these amazing downloads while you're gone or when you're, you know, out. And I think that that's so precious that, you know, to follow that, you know, who knows what's going to, I'm all, it's, it's almost like really cool. It's like episode seven, season three, Greece, like what's going to happen, oh you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Thank, I mean, thank you for putting it in those terms because for the most part, I don't know what I'm doing here. And it's like, in my life, I do things. And then later I find out why maybe everyone's like that, but it's like, I'll do, I'll make a certain piece. And then later I'll be like, Oh my God, like, that's what I was channeling. Like that's, this all makes so much sense now. And it's just, I figure out after the fact. Mm -hmm. And so what's your human design? Um, very much a projector. I'm an emotional projector Mm -hmm. and I'm a one three. So I just, I trial and error my way through life, Mm -hmm. which is a goddamn blessing and a curse but it you know it makes it a life of adventure and that's what also gives you the tools to be such an incredible sharer you know Mm. because you speak from so much personal experience I love to share and I love to share after I've figured something out for sure I don't love sharing Mm -hmm. in the process because it feels too raw and vulnerable and Mm -hmm. like you're just floating in the middle of the ocean and I kind of felt like that Mm -hmm. yesterday actually you know like life ebbs Mm -hmm. and flows ups and downs every day and yesterday I was just like oh my god I have no anchor I have I'm alone in this country this is crazy what and then you know you work through it and you're like wait this is amazing oh my god I'm so lucky Mm -hmm. and then you know you Mm -hmm. do the cycle all over again but yeah I when I found out my human design like I don't know six or seven years ago it changed my life because I was just obviously operating as a projector like a I'm a wannabe MG I always say and um you know, I still have so much like embodying to do, but it just gives me so much licensing to just like slow down and come back to my true essence, which is like someone who really likes to take things in and then process them and then like put it out in their own way. Yeah. In a way I'm, I'm doing that in a, in a few different new projects. Which I feel like is so what the sanctuary is. I don't know. I feel like since watching you pivot, which I want to dive into that as well, but seeing the evolution of the sanctuary, because I know that was an idea that you had something, it wasn't the sanctuary at the time, but it was like something, you know, and like sharing more, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, less mm -hmm. ceramics, more, how can you share? And you were just like, I have all this stuff I want to share and give back and help people, which I feel like is very, you know, projector energy, like, you know, organizing and sorting and and sharing and helping people see a better way or path but and it's so cool seeing that transition go from you know this pivot that you've made and which I know can be so terrifying when you're going through that pivot and it's so funny because I've been following you for a long time we've been friends and seeing 
you share your process has been such a permission for me to also pivot as well, because I've been going through a lot of changes through Vention and figuring out who am I and what's the next iteration of it. But it's so powerful to see that pivot that you made, which really feels like you really leaned into that essence of the projector and all that, you know, with human design behind it, but it has so much energy behind it. Like I feel like Do you feel like it gives you energy? Oh my God, completely. And I think one of the hardest parts of this transition was coming to terms with the areas that weren't giving me energy that, you know, I was um, societally applauded for or encouraged or, you know, valued in that way. And I no longer felt that vitalization um, that occurs when you're doing something just like so symbiotic and, and natural to you. And the more I let myself kind of start to explore new areas that had the time to while I was so focused on my career as a ceramicist and someone who... How long ago did you feel like you were done with that? Oh! I'm just curious, like when you were like, this is not giving me the energy anymore. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, when you're like, you look back at your relationships and your profound relationships and you realize kind of like, even at the beginning, you had some hesitations, but you you kept on going. And I think that's what we're meant to do. Like, I think we're supposed to like keep going until we have a clear answer. But like, I had hesitations from the start, you know, on doing such a labor intensive thing and, and putting and, and having it all ride on physical objects. You know, I'm such a multidimensional kind of ethereal person and working strictly in, in matter is kind of dense for me. And my heart is sharing and my heart is growing and connecting with each other. And, and so when I just kind of like pigeonholed myself into one place, there was such a big part of my heart that just felt really deprived. So, you know, I start slowly, but surely I gave myself like the licensing to kind of like experiment with new things and what would I want? And I, I wanted to like create my own world, home, healing center, cafe, everything online. So it was accessible for everyone to kind of benefit from. And over the past year, I've like built out this whole website and it's just a place that is growing um, exponentially and just lights me up to know it. So that's the sanctuary. Yeah, it's, it's just, I'm very much someone who's like path of least resistance in a way and not like complacency, you know, especially for projectors, the word lazy has so much charge. It's about like, you know, where do things flow? Where do things feel easy? Like I've done the uphill, pushing a rock uphill so much that I know, yes, sometimes it really does work out. That's great. But you can also roll the rock downhill and get there even faster. So, you know, I'm very much about that right now. I don't know. It's just been so apparent to me that like life is so fleeting and I've been having a lot of open thoughts and feelings about like what happens if we die tomorrow. You know, it's so cliche, but it's a really helpful tool to just be like, what what would I want to be doing? You know, it's so cliche, but it's cliche for a reason because it's really helpful. So it's like, I don't want to be mass producing things and in a studio all day hunched over. I just don't want to do that. 
personally. I did it for a while and there were so many merits to it, but I want to be out in the, I want the world to be my studio. I want to deeply connect and share with other souls because that really lights me up. I want to teach. I want to just share beauty, create beauty in whole new ways. So uh, it's, it's a total leap of faith and it feels crazy freedom is my number one. It's so important. And you're leading by example. It's kind of like a relationship. I mean, like when people are married with kids and they know that relationship isn't working for them and they're so unhappy and they're not getting along with their partner, they've tried everything and then they just try to keep making the relationship work, pushing that rock up because maybe society has an image around divorce or we have beliefs around, you know, letting go of something or divorce. And I've seen so many women that I know take that leap and do it. And they were, and it, it's better for everyone. It's better for the children down the line. You know, it, it's, it's better for each other, you know, and stuff like that. And that's just like such one example, mm-hmm. but of just like how this is also a relationship in ways where we try to like sometimes save something that's not meant to be saved, you know? And I think that you did such a inspiring thing of, which is probably incredibly hard and also inspiring because you're Mm -hmm. showing other people that like we're allowed to change. We're allowed to evolve. I think people like you and I who have such public, we're in the public eye and to some degree, it can feel like we're not allowed to change. We have to be the same person. And I know that our audiences love watching us change. So a lot of it's like in our head too. And like sort of what we've been um, pushed by society. I'll give you um, like for me, something I came to last mm-hmm. October. I remember I was having dinner with a friend who was a, it was like September, October, it was like a businessman, you know, and he and I were just catching up and we hadn't seen each other in a while. And he was just like, man, I'm so inspired by what you've done with Bench on course. That's amazing. You know, what are your goals with that? And I was like, well, I'd love to get, you know, 300, 400 people every month. And like, that feels good to me. And he's like, why stop there? Go to 4,000. And in my head, I admit, immediately went, oh, yeah, 4,000, 4,000. Yeah, oh, yeah, I should do that. And then I sat with it for a couple of weeks, and I was like, I don't want 4,000. Like, I would love to help 4,000 people, but not that's not the container. That's not how I want to do it. And I'm so grateful that I have people like you or friends or whatever, or mentors or mm-hmm. people that can show me a different way that I don't just have to get on the hamster wheel. And I we can define success how we want. You know, I always love Maya Angelou's quote. She's like, success is liking yourself in what you do. And I think that mm-hmm. I knew deep down that I've been very cautious about that, like, huge you know, mm-hmm. build an empire. And then what happens, you know, then it becomes so corporate that a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of time it loses its soul. And um, I think what you've done is just such an incredible thing to show people that like, you can change, you're allowed to change your mind, you're allowed to start over, you're allowed to do new things, you're allowed to evolve, you're allowed to just try something else. And you are also such a great example of that because your whole community is like, bitch, buckle up, or we're coming in for the ride, you know, and they were so excited for it too, you know, and they're riding off of your excitement as well. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. And it's so true. Like society does want us to stay the same. And I don't know, maybe that's because we're easier to control. Who knows what it is, but 
oh, someone sent me this really amazing Zadie Smith quote, um, just about how like we want the artists we love to stay the same, but the artists want to move, you know, it's like, we love to love Joni Mitchell from her 1970 album blue, but she's also a painter and a poet and a, and a lover and a, this and a, that. And, you know, you were mentioning like being kind of like more of a public figure and feeling kind of cemented in those ideations and projections that are put onto us. And, it is challenging. Like in so many ways, I had multiple ego deaths going through all of this and it was not pretty. It's not like I just hopped on a plane and I'm in Greece, baby. It's fucking messy as hell. But, you know, going through that fire is when you get fortified. It's when you find out who you really are and you're okay with it versus being like not really okay with this kind of ego projection that you're taking on or these identities that make you feel safe and secure when security is all security just doesn't exist. Like nothing is secure. The only thing we can count on in life is change. So I think when you kind of start to make friends with change, the ride becomes a lot more joyful. And, you know, I was thinking of this when I was in New York, because all of a sudden I was coming out of this really deep and dark and depressive winter. And I was all of a sudden hosting workshops in New York City coming from my like tiny little island. And it was just such a trip for me because I had been quite unhappy for a while. And then all of a sudden these great things were happening after I had let go of so much And I caught myself getting ready for the workshop and making it all into like this classic stressful experience of, well, what if this happens and I have to go run over across town and get this and oh my God. And I I caught myself doing this when in reality I was in a dream situation and I was like, okay, so here's the lesson. Like I could make anything miserable and I can make anything peaceful and joyful. It's like, I'm supposed to, this is supposed to be fun. Like life, I think is supposed to be fun, regardless of all the mess and the chaos and the heartbreak. It was just a a reminder, like, wait, why did I come down here to do this? Not to just like complain and and commiserate. I think it's to enjoy. So I totally snapped myself out of that. And I've just been kind of like coming back to that every time I'm in a new situation and it's not ideal circumstances. It's like, well, let's make it, you know, let's, yeah. endless learning. I feel like, you know, people people say to me often, they're like, oh, it must feel so amazing that you figured out what you want to do and you're doing your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> some some <And> days, <laughs> yeah. Rachel and I, it's like, take it back to the basics. Like, you don't have to figure out what your next passion is or what your next project is. It's like, okay, what lights you up? I love what you said, the path of the least mm-hmm. resistance and like leaning into exactly. that more. So tell us, you know, one of the last questions I want to ask is like share a little bit about what the sanctuary is and um, what what it, what we can learn from it and what we can join and how we can participate with it for those who have never heard of it before. Yeah, of course. So I launched it on my birthday this year in January. And my birthday is like my least favorite day of the year. Yeah, I think you either love or you hate your birthday. I'm learning to love my birthday. But I launched it because it felt like, okay, it's such an uncomfortable day for me. 
And this is such an uncomfortable thing to launch something totally new and out of your wheelhouse and just like forge a new path in your life. So I'm going to double down and just do it. And so it's a monthly membership, which I made it just as my dream monthly membership. Basically, I call it a destination for inspiration and just this all-encompassing hub for sharing healing modalities and grocery lists when you're stuck in the middle of a grocery store and like need to find like the best things and travel recommendations and my journal entries and just you know I also wanted a place to share because I felt like I was very constricted and contrived on Instagram Mm -hmm. and I wanted to create this safe sanctuary that gave others licensing to you know feel their feelings and do what they want to do because I know so many people see one side of me Mm -hmm. and I think it can be quite alienating because you see the good parts of me, Mm -hmm. but I love to share the dark depths. And I think that's, you know, where most healing comes from. And so I also wanted just to create this community to join together and just basically just give ourselves even more reasons to engage with and love and be excited by life really. And I created it when I just, I wasn't really feeling that in my own life. So it's, it's something that's just constantly growing and evolving. And I just kind of love to tune into what I'm being inspired by and what I'm feeling in the moment and share that with my community. And for instance, right now, I've actually kind of been on my own writer's retreat. I'm writing for the first time in my life and it's been incredible. And this has all started because again, in January, I was in an artist's way accountability group for the first time. I actually read it all the way to the end did all, well, did most of the exercises and started the practice of morning pages, which just like opened up my world like a faucet. So funny. We were just going to do them this oh month my God. course. Absolutely. I was like, oh, totally. People need this practice. And so I'm hosting it, mm-hmm. you know, for my members, a two week accountability course. We'll, we'll do them together. You know, I'm going to share my experience and why they've just transformed my life. Mm-hmm. And just, I've learned so much from you in, in Benchin. And I don't know. I just think these containers are really the way that we get things done and we, mm-hmm. we make shifts mm-hmm. and we just experience the most joy because I think what we're all a little deprived of is like true connection. Mm-hmm. We have so much mm-hmm. and we have so much going on and I don't think we can ever have enough true genuine connection. So it's just like, it's my vessel. Mm-hmm. It's my portal for just like all things that light me up. And it's like my free space to like share the less conventional sides of myself and just like your podcast is your vessel. And I think we all kind of need Mm. that expression. So Mm. it's ever evolving and ever growing. And it's been such, I don't know, in a way, a life raft for me because um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just been the bridge to the next. Yeah. So we're almost done with time. So just one more question for you. What are you most excited about for the rest of the year? Mm, The rest of the year. So I'm kind of in this like world is my oyster phase and it's, 
actually really overwhelming and really kind of daunting and scary. And so I'm just really excited to, I've got this clean slate and I want to slowly and in the most intentional way I've ever done in my life, like start to fill it out you know, like start to Mm. write down and put out there the total life I want to experience. And I have a couple big projects that I will be releasing before the end of the year. And I'm, I'm just so excited to continue operating in this new way where Oh, it's just like accepting myself as a total beginner. And I think healing a lot of deep seated perfectionism and just like Mm -hmm. really going through it. You know, I am an Aquarius in a lot of ways. I feel ahead of the game a lot, but in probably Mm -hmm. even more ways, I feel behind it a lot too. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, in a way I feel like I'm a teenager again, getting out of high school. And so it's, it's exciting. It's scary. It's yeah, it's everything. (laughs) It's so funny. It just, I'm open. I opened this quote up because it reminded me of it so much. Just giving yourself the grace to take the time too. Yeah. Is it time for the next project because the clock or calendar says it's time or because the work itself says it's time? Totally. And I just We love you, Rick. We love you, Rick. Thank you. Where'd you come from? I mean, I like, <laughs> obviously like in <laughs> obviously in the music industry, he's very, very well known and very Yeah. But it's like the world was just ready for on him, the dot. you know, to come through in this new way. And we're all Rick pills. I've meditated on this a bit because I'm just like mm-hmm. Where did this come from? Because he has this book. Everybody was reading the book. Mm -hmm. And the book didn't have any, um, it wasn't a biography. It wasn't something where he's like specifically sharing his life story and people he's worked with. And for the most part, you know, and that's something that was actually intentional. I actually listened to a podcast about it because I'm just desperate to know more about this figure that many people, myself included, know from the music industry, but putting out this very spiritual, highly spiritual book that encompasses so many high teachings and something that's so approachable and accessible. Mm-hmm. Very is different, like from, you know, spiritual teachings to metaphysics and in this book that is just so easy to read and to download, you know? And I was listening to, he actually mm-hmm. had the idea to write this book about eight years ago and all the publishing houses were like, no, this is not a good book yeah and this is we want you to do it like this and he had the idea and then he said no he was like I'm just gonna write the book the way I want to write the book and he wrote the book and then like years later he came to the publishing house and said here's the book and they were all like holy shit yeah this is the book you know and it's such a magnetic thing because it's like I don't know, like, would he have had that same success if he wrote it how they wanted him to write it? Yeah. He stuck to what he wanted to do and how he wanted to show up. He's all about integrity. Like, he's always, like, pushed back and pushed the boundaries and just sat kind of stoically in his own essence. And, you know, it's like, in interviews, people are like, well, do you know how to play any instruments? You're this huge record producer. He's like, no, I just know what sounds good. Mm -hmm. He's got to be a projector, man. (laughs) You can find this out after. We're going to look at Astro Cartography. No, I've Rick looked. Rubin's human design. I mean, if you find it, let me know. <laughs> oh, you haven't been able to... Is he just like not a human? And He's, he's mystery man. Man mystery of mystery. Man. 
But anyways, thank you so much for your time and your energy and your, so funny. I like, when I say that word, sometimes I cringe your energy. When my sister first started working for us at Benchon, like two years ago, she was like, she's very much not in, um, she's 25, 24, you know, and she is not interested in the spiritual evolution of her soul yeah lingo but she's very (laughs) much a very aquarian child she is so balanced so smart so um you know like uh just compassionate and like she'll never just pick my side because it's my side you know she's always like no you both need to like do this or do that but i remember when she first started working for benchon it was like a team of like seven of us and she like midway into like her first meeting, she goes, okay, hold up everyone. Next time any of you uses the word energy, we're getting the shot glasses out and we're going to start taking shots every time somebody says the word energy because this is getting out of control at this point. We all just lost it <laughs> laughing. Oh, uh, it's the best drinking game. You need those people to keep you in check, man. She's <laughs> definitely my in check keeper. Wow. Okay. So I have so many stories I could share because she's so fucking hilarious. But I'm just. Aww. Well, thanks for having me, Des. This was amazing. And you're such a natural. And I'm so happy to see oh. the podcast to fruition. I was so happy that you pushed me off the first iteration of the cliff. There was many pushing off the cliffs. Well, I just knew you deserved much better than Instagram Live. So, and here you are. And here we are. And it's here. <laughs> All right. Thank you so, so much for your time. And please, everyone, check out The Sanctuary. It is such an incredible source of inspiration. And I'm just so excited to see where you continue to uh, grow and glow into. So um, check out The Sanctuary. We're going to link it in the show notes. You'll be able to find everything there. And we will see you soon. Bye. If you like this episode, share it with someone else who you think would love it too. And if you want to explore the topics we discuss even further, head over to Benshin.co to check out our current courses, workshops, and upcoming events. And I'll be back next time to discuss more things that I'm so honestly into on Benshin Talks Shit.